following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Samaje P. Ryan onto the field for the Broncos on second and six. Little Saturn delivery. First down to Moore. Touchdown, Brandon Johnson. And the Broncos pouring it on here in Denver. You've got to keep Sam Howe in the pocket. Don't let him extend. Fourth down pass to the end zone. It is caught. Logan Thomas. Howe slinging it to the end zone. Was it caught? Yes, McLaurin, touchdown. Watch crossers. You've got to be disciplined here if you're Washington. Wilson to the end zone, batted down and incomplete. Intended for Sutton. And the Washington Commanders hold on here in Denver. You know, the, maybe the best part of that was that our good friend, the good friend of the show, Spiro Dinas, on the call there. Well, didn't expect to see that, did you? When it was 21 to 3. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Bob Matthews. The Commanders are now 2 and 0 after holding off the Hail Mary from Russell Wilson for a 35-33 win in Denver. We're going to hear from Sam Howell in just a few minutes and Charles Leno and Chase Young. That will be in the second half of the show this win i think i said this on twitter on sunday uh you don't know how the season obviously is going to turn out but if the commanders exceed expectations this year i think you're going to be able to look back on this game and say this is where you knew it was going to be different i mean this game was over at 21 to three, the Broncos were on their way to a rout and the commanders flipped the switch flipped the script and they did it. Thanks to former first round pick Jamin Davis. So let's go through our game notes, take a look at some player grades and see how we got to where we are today. And we are going to start with the aforementioned number 52, Jamin Davis. You got to remember where we were here in the second quarter. I mean, this game was about to get completely out of hand. Not only was it 21 to 3, but Marvin Mims Jr. just returns a punt 45 yards. The defense is reeling, the offense is getting blown up, and all of a sudden, Chase Young flushes Russell Wilson from the pocket. And 
if you missed it, Jamin Davis came in like a missile. I mean, the guy has got some serious speed. Sacks Wilson, causes the fumble. Commanders pick it up, and all of a sudden, they're in business again because now they get the ball back on a short field, the offense does. Sam Howell is able to take it down to the goal line and then on fourth and goal, and I'm not sure I agreed with Ron Rivera going for it on fourth down. You know, it's 20, what, 21 to three at that point. Take the field goal, get the points. There's a lot of football left, but credit Ron. Credit. It worked out. Howell fires a strike to Logan Thomas. Thomas then, of course, you know, cheap shotted big time by Kareem Jackson. How he didn't get suspended for that, I have no idea because it's the second week in a row. And, I mean, it was blatant. I mean, he didn't just hit him with his helmet. I mean, he left his feet. He jumped into him. That's got to be one of the most egregious helmet-to-helmets hit, uh, hits I've seen since, you know, Vontae uh, Burfoot was, was in the league with Cincinnati. I mean, that was really, really bad. Uh, I doubt Thomas is going to play this week. Um, still in concussion protocol is the latest we have as of right now. That obviously will change as the week goes on. We'll get our first injury report on Wednesday. And I think it was those two plays really that changed it. You saw some fight out of the out of the uh, out of both sides of the ball after that. I think that dirty shot kind of kind of lit a fire under the Commanders and. Sam Howell just continues to impress. You know, he he spread the ball around. Uh, I loved the screen game that we saw. I mean, I've gotten my notes. There was a huge one to Bates, a huge screen uh, to Bates um, for 30 yards that put him in position for Joey Sly's field goal that made it 21-14 to 14 at the half. Had another one. He had another big one, another big tight end screen. Uh, No, it wasn't a tight end screen. It was a screen to Antonio Gibson that went for 37 yards in the second half when it was uh, when the Broncos had gone back up by a field goal. And uh, Gibson was a player away from breaking that, too. And then, of course, you know, it it finished off with Brian Robinson running it in from three yards out on on that scoring drive. Speaking of which, Brian Robinson, fantastic again yesterday, 81 yards, I think it was. Um, man, you know, if he said that he was starting to feel like himself, he was actually the second, um, was he the second highest grade? Yeah. The second highest grade, uh, of all the offensive players yesterday with an overall grade of uh, 74.9, 77.3 running grade yesterday. So if you can get him, uh, if you can get him going. That's that's gonna that is gonna be he is that's gonna be a problem. You know, it's slowly but surely starting to come together on the offensive side of the ball. I take it back. Brian Robinson actually was the third highest graded offensive player yesterday. Sadiq Charles was the highest with an eighty-two point with a grade of eighty-two point nine overall, sixty-two point eight pass blocking and eighty-five point nine run blocking. I think you have to look at the offensive line in context. I I think everybody is expecting the 91 version of the Hogs to come through the door at some point. That's not going to happen. All right. That's, that's not the reality of the NFL anymore. 
you're not going to get a team that has no obvious weaknesses out there. It's all about maximizing what you do well and minimizing and scheming away from what you do poorly. The offensive line in general had a decent day. Charles Leno obviously did not, but still graded out, uh, according to PFF, as average. uh, Sam Cosme, Nick Gates, and, as I said, Sidney Charles all graded out better than average. Uh, The pass blocking still obviously leaves a little to be desired, but it's not nearly as bad as you might think it is. I mean, not when you look at every single solitary snap. But I'm really looking forward to watching Sadiq Charles on the All-22 later on in the week because I think we're going to see that he had an even better game uh, than we thought. Defensively, obviously, the the first thing that jumps out, two words, Deron Payne. I mean, that sequence there to start the third quarter, if – if Denver didn't think they were in a dogfight by then, that should have, you know, put them in full-on panic mode. And as you might expect, Deron Payne had the highest defensive grade overall on the team. By the way, you know who was number two? Yeah, Chase Young. So look out. If Chase Young is coming back to where he was his rookie year, then this Defensive front is going to go from great to elite. By the way, uh, Young and Payne had pass rush grades from from PFF of 85.9 and 84.6, respectively. Chase had one and a half sacks, uh, so did Montez Sweat. Uh, But again, getting back to Payne, those first three plays, uh, those three plays, first series of uh, the third quarter for Denver, was just unbelievable. Deron Payne, by himself, single-handedly, caused the Broncos to go three and out. First down, Payne just blows by his guy, sacks Russell Wilson. Second down, busts through the line and blows up a run in the backfield. And then on third down, gets through and bats down a short pass from Wilson. Three straight plays. Broncos kick, commanders come down and score again, and and the thing is, and it's and it's just totally on. Um, some, uh, you know, were there problems in the game? Yeah, uh, the the miscommunication early on by the defense, not the greatest thing in the world to see. But I think the difference, what you've seen so far this year, and hopefully again, it'll continue throughout the year, but. You know, in years past, we'd have looked at it and said, yep, that's it. This is headed for a, a 42-3, to 42-6, something like that, final score. And that didn't happen. And I think it, it didn't happen on both sides of the ball. You know, both sides kept playing. You go back and look at it, and really, even though Denver had that 18-point lead, it wasn't like like the commanders weren't doing anything. Uh they drove, you know, they had a good drive to start the game. Joey Sly missed a field goal again because, you know, because of a bad snap, second week in a row. So that's something that's got to be addressed. Denver really only had one legitimate, you know, 
long, good long drive, and that was the first drive of the game when McLaughlin scored on that five-yard touchdown. Uh, I've gotten my notes just you know before uh, when on the on the drive that uh, Sly did make the field goal. Uh, Sam Howell back-to-back throws to Deami Brown, um, uh, throw to McLaurin uh, for first down, and a, a completion to Logan Thomas for 18 yards into a tight win- window. Um, and you know, and that's to say nothing of the throw uh, to McLaurin in the end zone uh, for the touchdown later in the game. That I mean, he Sam Howell just put it in the exact right place. Nobody was going to get that except Terry McLaurin. I know I might be a little bit biased because of the UNC connection, but I think that the Commanders have found themselves a starting quarterback in Sam Howell. I really do. It's going to be exciting to see what happens the rest of the year. This could get interesting real, real fast. Let's take a break, though. When we come back, we go into the locker room. Uh, We're going to hear from Sam Howell. We're going to hear from Charles Leno. And we are going to hear from Chase Young. It's all next. As we continue, it's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Football is back in full swing. we got another week of epic games coming up this weekend, not just Commanders and Bills, though that ought to be a good one. And if you feel like putting a little money down on that one, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is here to help you. New customers can bet $5 on football, get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season because all DraftKings customers are going to take advantage of two new offers Every game day this month. So get in on NFL Week 3 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the promo code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 and up. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming services. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. By the way, a little bit of a tease for later on in the week, but be sure to join us. Next episode, we have Commander's Post Game Show host and newly minted host of the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 in Virginia Beach. will be joining us uh, to take a look at Week 3 and the Bills. All right, uh, exclusive locker room access for you here, and we are going to start with Sam Howell. Um, hey, big props, by the way, to Eric Bieniemy. Uh, for making some really good halftime adjustments. I think it was, what, 31 uh, passing attempts in the first half and eight in the second. Uh, EB is showing that he definitely 
was a huge part of that high-powered offense in Kansas City, isn't he? Howell finished up 27-39, 299 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And after a rough start, only wound up being sacked four times. Had a quarterback rating of 108.8. So first up, how's it feel to get this win coming back from down 18? Yeah, I mean, I think it says everything. Um, you know, that's who this team is. Obviously, we we went down early. Um, we had we kind of put ourselves in a hole early on in the game, but this is a resilient team. Um, and the thing I'm proud of is we had each other's back on both sides of the ball. Um, and that's what good teams have to do to find a way to win. We knew there was a lot of football left. Um, obviously, we would have liked to come out and start a little better. Um, but at the end of the day, we made the plays when we needed to make them, um, and that's what matters. What's, you can uh, Sam Howell is a gunslinger, and he is not going to get rattled by, you know, getting down early like that. I think one thing that, you know, works in his favor is his college experience. And not to take anything away from Tua or, or you know, Bryce Young or Jalen Hurts or anybody like that, but if you had watched Howell in college, yeah, I mean, you could tell that this guy had NFL talent. But it wasn't like every game was they were just rolling their helmets on the field and, uh, you know, and steamrolling everybody by 30 points. He was in dogfights almost every game in college. He won most of them, too. I think that is going to um, I think that's going to serve him very, very well in the NFL, you know, especially with this edition of a team, which, you know, does again, you know, it's got some weaknesses, especially on the offensive line. Uh, we also asked him about the touchdown pass to Terry McLaurin, uh, the one that you know he put in a window where it was either going to be Terry or it was going to be an overthrow. Yeah, that was a play coming into the game. We knew we wanted to get called um, just to give Terry that opportunity. And, you know, they were in a coverage where we knew we'd have a chance to get the ball down the field. And luckily we bought enough time to get Terry behind the safeties. Um, and I just tried to kind of throw it over their head and let Terry have a chance to make a play on it. Um, he made a great play, and we just got to continue to do that. We got to continue to give him the ball and give him those chances down the field because usually when you do, good things happen. McLaurin said after the game that it's been one of his goals to show Sam Howell that he can trust him. Give He, he said he wants Sam to know that he can give him a 50-50 ball because Terry's going to go up and he's going to get it. All right, last one from Sam. Defense, uh, he says that, yeah, it's pretty cool to be – uh, playing with a defense that can bail him out if uh, they get into trouble. Oh, it's awesome. Um, just knowing the defense we have, and it's so much, it gives me so much confidence going into the game, knowing our defense. Um, and they're going to make plays. Obviously, I think they'd like to have some plays back. Um, but at the end of the day, they made the stops when they need to make the stops. Um, so it's, it's so much fun playing with those guys, and it was good to have Chase back out there too. Yeah, that's for sure. Here is Chase, by the way, uh, talking about his game, which was a – Pretty damn strong one, considering it was his first time to play this year. Chase wound up with, wound up with one and a half sacks, three tackles, a tackle for a loss, and two quarterback hits. Yeah, it was weird. We never really, you know, we never really let it hit us because um, a lot of, you know, they came out a lot of trick plays here and there. Really, it's not like they were just running the ball down our throat. Um, so, you know, second half they ran out of those little plays and. Uh, you know, we, 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 we practice on just keep chopping wood, just keep coming. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's just what we did. We just continued to go. And uh, my offense put on a hell of a, hell of a game. Sam, uh, EB, the whole line. Uh, so, man, we, we, we got it as a team today. 
there, there's a lot of buy-in here. By the way, I like Chase throwing shade at the at the Broncos like that. This team's these players are bought in. I think they have bought in totally here. Now, of course, winning your first two is going to make that a lot easier. But just case in point, check out Charles Leno here. Just it's not so much what he says after the game, but how he says it. He just he just comes out. Uh, good play, bad play, doesn't matter. He's going to be unfazed. He's just the same guy every single time he steps on that single. Every time he steps on that field, and I I told him this uh, on the sideline. I said, that's 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 important as a quarterback. That's very important as a quarterback. I've been around a lot of quarterbacks in this league. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks with highs and lows and things like that. You know, if you're the same person. The team responds to that. Everybody's looking at you. And if you have that same even-kill mentality, guys will come out here and say, oh, it's just a football game. Let's go make a play. He's obviously talking about Sam Howell. But the thing that strikes me as being so interesting about that is Charles Leno is a very smart and a very self-aware guy. And I've covered him for his entire time in, in D.C. now. And I've talked to him a bunch in the locker room after the game and after games and just his voice is is much more animated. It's very, very different than it has been in years past. So, you know, whatever happens this weekend, I think this team may just have some staying power if they get a couple of breaks and if most everybody stays somewhat healthy. Time will tell. All right, we got to get out of here. That is it for us for today. Scott Jackson joining us later in the week as we preview the Bills. Have a good one, everybody. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white.